So, in the, uh, in the past, we've gathered together to, uh, to say slichos. So, what I've tried to uh, focus uh, my attention on, our attention on at this time, was to get ourselves in the, in the mood of saying slichos, the necessity of, uh, of saying uh, slichos, and what exactly we are, are, are trying to accomplish. Uh, but uh, this year, I'm uh, on somewhat of a, uh, uh, of a campaign. Uh, in general, not just with regards to slichos, but as a, uh, a general approach to things. Uh, and let me uh, share a couple of stories to, uh, to tell you where I'm coming from and the direction which, uh, which we are going. Um, a friend of mine from an out-of-town kolos uh, told us the story. The kolos has been around for a number of years. But he said that when the, their kolos first started, so there was, uh, when the first yantif rolled in, so there was a debate exactly what they were going to do during davening. There is a section in the, in the back of the sitter, it's something which ends up in the back of the sitter, so most people just automatically uh, skip it, but a whole section called Yotzros, special things which are said in the course of, uh, in the course of davening on, on a yantif. In the debate amongst the members of the kola was, should we say it, should we not say it, what exactly is going to be the, uh, the, the minute? They're establishing the minute, they're establishing the custom of the, of the kola, for the first time, so they're going to decide what the, they have to decide what to do. And there was an internal debate amongst the members of the call of what exactly they were going to do. Okay? That part is not unusual. So they called an autumn Gadol. They called one of the, uh, the Gadolim. And they said, we're having a debate about whether we should say these Yotzos, we shouldn't say these Yotzos. Nobody really understands what they mean. It's difficult language. It's poetic. It's, uh, you know, nobody really taught us what it is. Should we say it? Should we not say it? And the Adam Gadol said, in Slabarka we said it. And that was it. That was the end of the discussion. Slabarka we said it, and therefore the Kola went ahead and went forward and adopted the practice of saying it. And that's really where the story, as it was told over to me, that's where the story ends. So the person said that, uh, that we go ahead and we say it. Do you understand it? No, still don't understand it, but they said it in Slabarka, so apparently that's going to be our minog, that's going to be our custom, we're going to go ahead and say it. I assume... And I don't know, because the, this Gadol that they spoke to is no longer with us in this world. But I assume what the Gadol meant was when he said, in Slabarka we said it, therefore, if you're going to be saying it, which you should be saying it, you have to study it. You have to find out what you're saying. You have to figure out, you have to understand what exactly it is. There's, I, 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 I find it very difficult, if not impossible, to believe that the Adam Gadol will tell them that they should spend 15, 20 minutes just reading words which they don't understand. I come from, from a part of my, uh, of my background, as, uh, as many of you know, is very rooted in the thought of Pachad Yitzhak, of Rafutner and the Rashiv of, uh, of, of Chaim Berlin. And it said, it was known for many years, I don't know if it's the only place or that, but for a long time, that was the place you always wanted to daven on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Because on Erev Rosh Hashanah, they follow the same pattern that many shuls have as far as slichos for the rest of the week leading up to Rosh Hashanah. They would say an introductory paragraph, a pismon, and that was it. So rather than saying 10 or 15 different slichos, they just would say one, they would say the pismon, and then they would say the regular ending. And it didn't take any longer slichos, on Erev, don't get any ideas, but it didn't take any longer on Erev Rosh Hashanah to say slichos than it took any of the other days. What was his reasoning? What was the explanation that he gave why Chaim Berlin was unique and they said very few slichos as opposed to everybody else that they had a much longer slichos uh, recitation? So his phrase was 
I'll say it and then I'll translate it. Tov me'at shelo bekavana, meharbe shelo bekavana. Better to say a little bit without kavana, without understanding, than to say a lot of stuff without understanding. So if you're not going to say, if you're not going to be understanding what you're saying, what's the benefit of saying more stuff that you don't understand? You could use the time better. So there's no reason to go ahead and just add more things to read mindlessly, to have another 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 pages, which you're going to read and you have no idea what they are, and you assume that if it's a tefillah, if it's part of the sitter, it must be that it's doing something productive for us. But the truth is, is that it doesn't. Yudgimomidos, yes. 13 attributes of mercy, they have the potential to go ahead and to do something which is powerful, even if we don't understand what it is. Those happen to be words which generally we do understand. But beyond that, the whole purpose of slichos is to understand what is being said in order to drive home the messages of the slichos. Every one of the slichos, every one of these paragraphs, every one of these poems has a theme, has a point, has something which the author is trying to convey to us, which is appropriate at this time of year. And if we're just going to read words without understanding it, what's the point? So I assume that when the Adam Gadol said, no, you should say Yotzros because we said it in Slabadka, I assume in Slabadka they spent time preparing the Yotzros so they knew what they were saying rather than just saying it mindlessly, because that's just what we do, is we go ahead and we say, we, we do it mindlessly. So, I don't believe in that. I don't think we should be saying things mindlessly. I think we should make an effort to understand what exactly it is that we're going to say. Now, one of the deterrents that we have, one of the things which we, causes us to hesitate, is we take out our Slichos book, it's about yay thick, and we say, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to prepare all of this and understand all of this, not a chance. So you're right. There's not a chance. Between now and Rosh Hashanah, you're not going to get through all of that, and you're not going to understand all of that. But that's not the goal. The goal, everybody here should know, the goal is we grow a little bit at a time, and if you grow a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit, it compounds, it grows, and over the course of years, suddenly you can have a large amount of material which you understand just one paragraph at a time. One slicha at a time. And if you learn one one year, and you learn another one the second year, and another one the third year, by year four you already know three. So you're already way ahead of the game, because most people are still, they still don't know one, because they look at the slichos book and they say, way too big to understand anything. So this is what we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be doing. This is the idea behind the project. Everybody should make sure to go ahead and, uh, and to look for it tomorrow. But that's the idea behind that project of the presentation of different abundant of the slichos of the pismo. And I figure that if somebody else is taking care of all of the pismonim for this upcoming week till Rosh Hashanah, so there's, always, there's another slicha which we say is the, part of the introduction. Let's go ahead and let's make an effort to see if we can, you know, we'll, we'll do one, and then we'll see what, the, what tomorrow brings, whether we can do another one, but to see if we could make an effort to understand exactly what it is that we're, what we're saying, so that when we get there, we'll know what we're trying to say, we'll know the theme already, we'll know what, what the, the point of that slicha is, in that way, at least one of them will be able to say with some semblance of kavana, rather than just reading it entirely shalom kavana without any intent whatsoever. So let's talk just a little bit in terms of structure, in terms of structure of sikhas before we get to this specific one. So Chazal went ahead, and when they formulated this uh, this uh, this style of slichos, so they did it very much in the style of mincha, filas mincha. So Mincha starts with Ashrei, 
You have Shmon you have Tachnun, then you have Kaddish, and then you have Aleinu. So we don't have Aleinu, but we have a similar structure. We start off with Ashrei, Slichos always starts off with Ashrei. We end with Tachnun, and in the middle we say the Slichos, the middle part of Slichos, the Yud Gimel Midos, the Levush says explicitly, he says, Belavush, Seder Slichos Shenitachnu, the order of Slichos which were enacted, Kulam al Seder Tfilah Shel Koyom. It was patterned after the daily Tfilah. He says the, the psukim which we say, which introduce each one of the slichos, which we're going to get to in a moment, so those correspond to psukim zimra. So you say psukim in order to get yourself ready to, uh, to, to daven. And the slichos which we say together with the yur gimominos, Hashem Hashem kerachem v'chanun, she'omrim ben kol achas v'achas, which we say in between each one of the slichos, that is supposed to be a replacement for Shmonasri. So the purpose of Slichos is to replicate that pattern of davening. We get ourselves warmed up with some sukim, then we get it, we get a chance to say Shmonasri, and then finally we end with Tachnon and with the Kaddish Disgabal, and that's the structure, the overall structure which the uh, which Chazal went ahead and put in place for us to uh, to do so. Now, once he mentioned this idea of the psukim. So it's important to know, this is the Sefer Hasidim, and it's brought down in other places. But he says that what happens is, is that if you look at, if you look at those who, those who have the, the art just there, there it's going, yeah, I left my note there. If you look in the, uh, the art scroll, for example, the one which we're going to read now, the Sikha which we're going to read now, begins on page 18. So you see on the top of 18, for those who have the art scroll, it says at the top of the page, Slicha Beis. And that's the sheet which I handed out with the translation with the translation of that. Slicha Beis, this whole entire paragraph which you have, from the top of 18, all of 18, to the top of page 20, till the paragraph, Kel Melch Yoshev Al is a commentary to the top of page 16. On the top of page 16, this is the way we announce it in Shul, it says... Psuke hakdama leslicha base. These are the psukim of introduction to the second slicha. And the Sefer Chasidim says, the Machatzis Shekel say, that people get confused between the Iker and the Tafel. They think the slicha is the primary thing that you're supposed to say, and the psukim are just something which somebody threw into, uh, into, into slichos for no particular reason. He says it's actually the opposite. The main thing is the psukim. If you're going to spend some time reading slowly, it's really the psukim, which are the ikr, and then the slicha is a commentary to that. It's an elaboration on the psukim. But the psukim are one of the most important parts. After the yud gimomidos, the psukim are one of the most important parts. So in the event that you're going to be doing preparation, it may be worthwhile, before you even look at the slicha, to go ahead and examine the psukim, read the five or six psukim which are there. Sometimes it revolves around a particular word. Sometimes it revolves around a particular theme. But there's always something which there's somebody who made a conscious choice to choose these five psukim. You have to ask yourself the very simple question, why? What do these psukim have in mind? What's the theme or what's the message which is being conveyed by taking the totality of Tanakh Choosing these five psukim and putting them right here, and how are they now an introduction to the next slicha? 
And that's in order to understand step by step along the way. So that's something which is an essential part of slichos. In order to understand slichos, you have to understand the structure. And that's an essential part of the structure is that the psukim introduced the slicha. Okay. So here, we have, and I didn't translate for you the psukim, I'm assuming that you're doing that now. So let's just look quickly at slicha base. That's the sheet which you have, those of you who have it. So we're going to look at those. If you don't have it, you may be able to find it anyways. It's there on the top of page 18. But we'll sort of read uh, it together. In that way, at the very least, when we get to that slicha, which we'll say tonight, we'll have somewhat of a familiarity with it. And remember to keep in mind that as I'm reading and as I'm translating, what you want to be, what you're searching for is, what's the theme? What's the message? What's the theme? What's the point that the author is trying to express? Every author is trying to express something else. And you'll notice, if you start paying attention, you'll see that slichos can be very different in terms of their themes. Okay. We could be here all night, so let's get started. So we always start, unless the opening words begins with Hashem's name. So Halacha says we always begin with Elokeinu Velokeinu Okay. Now, part of the challenge is the fact that it's written poetic. It's written poetic. It's written in an effort to rhyme. So if you want to be poetic and you're going to rhyme, so you're going to structure sentences, not necessarily the way that you speak, but the way that it's actually going to be, uh, it's going to be in, po- in poetry. So it says, So you start off by saying there's nobody who's going to be called out to you. Tzedek means truth, but in, in certain places it means, in tr- uh, it, sorry, it means righteous, but in certain places it means truth. Ishtov nimshal kecherek, the, even the best of us, an ishtov, somebody who we would consider to be an ishtov, nimshal kecherek is just a painful thorn. Somebody is not of any significance, not of any prominence whatsoever. Bakesh rachamim ba'ad shechuke hadek, to go ahead and to seek mercy, somebody who's going to seek mercy on behalf of those who are pounded into the dust, that's what we need, we're the ones pounded in the dust, we need somebody to, to seek mercy on our behalf. Bishum panim ein bedek. No matter what you do, you're not going to find it. It's futile to go ahead and attempt to find this. Gever tamim venavar afas. Somebody who is complete and pure-hearted is completely vanished. We don't have them available. Gamar chasid v'tzadik nirpas. A chasid, somebody who's pious, is gone, does not exist. V'tzadik and somebody who's righteous has been trampled. So we, there's nobody here to represent us. No offense, Ali. <laughs> Sorry. Now, Dor Ani Bavononitvas. We're an impoverished nation, an impoverished generation, where we're and we're grasped by our sins. And who we don't even have somebody who's going to be able to direct us in terms of the ways of Hashem. That's as I look in the mirror. We don't even have somebody like that. And as a result of the increase of our sins, we've added to God's anger and we've kindled it. And even those people who are righteous, who are like the members of your household, who want to go ahead and daven on our behalf, but it's still not going to help. Because who's going to be able to put together the necessary strength to accomplish this? Somebody old, somebody young, it doesn't make a difference. To confess and to daven to Hashem, who dwells amongst the Kaddishin v'irin, is that the phrase that he's borrowing from, is for those people who are there together with the Malachim. Zachalti v'ira, ba'ad machan. 
I'm trembling and I'm fearful on behalf of the camp, machaneh, on behalf of the camp, zak lechavos lechoker uvochen. And I cry out to express myself, lechoker uvochen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the one who searches and probes. Chasar chesed v'yitur tzachan, I'm lacking any sort of chesed, any sort of merit whatsoever, and I am, we're, we're spiritually, we're, we're filthy and we, uh, we, we smell, and how am I going to how am I going to find favor as a result through my tachanunu through my supplications? It's not going to happen. You are good to those who call to you in a full soul. Bear their burden and give them sustenance. This is now we're turning to Hashem for what we want from Him. Your precious kindness is something which should grow inside of me. Yan koli lazin be'av and listen koli lazin. Pay attention to the sound of my voice be'av with great love. Kagun midos ubitfilas ubitfilas shalem with somebody of good character in somebody who is accomplished in terms of tfila. Kizakein v'ragil v'lo kigolim. Somebody who's old and fluent and not somebody who's, for lack of better terminology, a moron. And consider negdecha in front of you, diki my brokenness so that I should not be humiliated. And for the sake of my revacha, of my relief, so remember your mercy and let it not be concealed. Our needs are so great that we can't even enumerate them. Mikoser dea umerov memer as a result of our small minds and our bitter hearts. Negdecha hakol yotzer chomer. But it's all in front of you. You, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, are the yotzer chomer, the one who form, forms life. Noeg v'ra selvishomer. You are our guide. You are our shepherd. You are our protection, and you are our shadow. So radnu kisorin har bidudenu. We're like a single tree or a single pole, which is by itself on a mountain. There you see that for those who are, have heard the word thrown about, but there you see the word bidud. So bidudenu is, is, is the bidud, is isolation. Sechiyu ma'os husam kevodenu, and the glory of the Jewish people has become essentially garbage. Aneinu usneinu michya b'shibudenu, answer us and give us, uh, uh, give us sustenance during our, uh, so that we should be able to serve you better. And seek out those who are lost and add them to your council. Nobody should be lost. We shouldn't lose anybody along the way. Those who are afflicted with pain. And the, uh, the, uh, the uh, 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 shevet is a, is a stick of rebuke. Pizurim perudim uvagoim avutim. So we are all, as a nation, we are scattered and dispersed, and we are delivered into the hands of the nations. This is where uh, a common theme that you'll see coming up in Slichos. And you should take the Jewish people and make sure to hide them as a, protection, a protectionary matter in a sukkah from all of the strife and the punishments. Because it is towards you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that all of us gaze, all of us are looking, are, are looking towards. Kol lav the powerful voice, the coal, which is very strong, lav is able to carve out flames. 
Ketzev tov kotsev, and go ahead and start dividing up resources that are both good as well as v'chilufo in the opposite. Reyecha dofkim bekol atsev. So you're the Jewish people. So they are dofek. They are knocking with a sad voice because that's all that we could put to, put to, put out there. Ritzos nidvasam uvekirbam hisyatsev. Be pleased with their with their with their tefillas uvekirbam, and in their midst hisyatsev. You hakadosh baruch should stand, not as a di- at a distance, but close by. Shokdim betzom libam lahachnia. They keep their fast to humble their hearts. Sh'onim mizam bechadarecha tatsnia and protect in your room, in your, your cheder, your room, so the, uh, from the storms of what's outside of us, you should protect us from the, in the, from the wrath of judgment. Tovim belachash safa lahania, they plead in whispers, in their lips, the safa lahania are, are, are quivering. Tavasam al nasamnia, and do not withhold from them, please God, do not withhold from them their desires. Now here, the last part, until now we've been following the olive base. Now finally, in the last paragraph, you get the, uh, the last two sections, you get the name of the author, which is Shlomo. It says, Your name, Hashem, is glorified by your desire to give life. And from you, we hope to remain with a good life. That's ultimately what we all wish one another, is Chaim Tovim at this time of year. And the source of life, Imcha, with you, from you, misba'er, is something which is going to flow. Habita va'anenu, look and, and answer us. Ve'anenu ha'er, and enlighten our eyes so that we should be able to, uh, to ultimately connect uh, with you. So we'll get to this. As we say, it hopefully we'll have a better understanding. And as I said, day by day, year by year, we will uh, put together a repertoire of a better and better understanding of what it is that, uh, that, that we say. And Amir Hashem, with this better understanding, we should be able to secure for ourselves a better uh, judgment over the course of a Rosh Hashanah, ultimately uh, concluding with a Ksiva Chasim Matova. Good job for everybody.